There's only one condition. We jump an obstacle. It's the shark. Fonz, you're not jumping over garbage cans on a bike. You're jumping over a shark. Look, I was challenged. I gotta jump. Challenge? The guy's bluffing. He's not gonna jump over some shark. Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Stutters Sputnik. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sam. Everyone got a drink? Yes. Uh-huh. Sweet, okay. We're here this time to review A Christmas Carol. Christmas Day. You've had your Christmas dinner, you're feeling a bit portly. You sit down in front of the tally and you want some good quality festive entertainment. But was it good quality festive entertainment or was it just like all the other Christmas specials in a big bag of shit? Oh, come on, the other <laughs> Christmas specials are a big bag of shit. You've only got to look at the performance of the Empress of Ragnos and uh, oh. my case. So let's get some ratings out of the way to start off with, guys. Our usual dirty hose rating system. Sen, would you like to start? I would. Five dollars. Ooh, controversial. Five Really? It's a Christmas special. Usually they have to give me five bucks to watch the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Go on, Terry. How much then? For a Christmas special, it was excellent. I am giving it a 20, but I shall make the fellow a really beautiful breakfast. Oh, that's nice. Good breakfast. (laughs) Because I'm that happy. Eggs afterwards, unfertilized. That's cute. She thinks he's going to spend the night. Bless. (laughs) Hey, come on. It's Moffat. He spends the night. I don't know what kind of hookers you hook up with, but my hookers stay around. Fantasy. Fuchsia. I would say 20, definitely, with quite a bit of elderflower champagne. I agree. 20, and I'll buy the lube. (laughs) Good, because I need some after that. (laughs) Okay, so we're not going to bother with any news or anything. We're just going to get straight into review, and we'll take it one at a time. So let's start with the middle ground, shall we? Let's start with the difficult edit first. Terry, do you want to start? No, I don't want to start. No, okay. All right, Fuchsia, do you want to start? Oh, go on, then. Go for it, love. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like an awful lot of the Doctor Whos, if you examine the plot too closely, it doesn't stand up to close scrutiny. But there were some cracking one lines. It reminded me a lot in many ways of Eleventh Hour because of the number of good lines that just kept tumbling out time oh. after time. Partway through, pretty much the first time Abigail appears out of the box and you see the number tick down, the prof turned to me and went, this isn't going to end well, is it? At which point I pretty much cried for the rest of the programme. I am putting this down <laughs> to the fact that I had been very, very ill the day before and yeah. still somewhat emotional. <laughs> I saw that a lot on Twitter. A lot of people were saying, oh my God, this is so emotive. I always joke and say, you've only got to say the word Gallifrey, but I didn't find it that way, which is kind of weird. But I only cried at the last bit today when I rewatched it. It is by far the best of the Christmas specials. The Doctor did what he should have done at the end instead of barnstorming in and stealing all the glory in a whole God complex thing. He just yeah. quietly slipped away and allowed them to spend the rest of their time together. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. I did like the fact that it was doing Christmas Carol, but it was openly 
ripping off Christmas Carol, unlike an awful lot of series one to four where it ripped off other people's stuff and pretended that he didn't. And I think a big part of this, you've got to appreciate, it was a Christmas special and it was incredibly Christmassy. I mean, it had a lot of icons there for Christmas, sure, but also it was very heartwarming. You could smell the chestnuts roasting. Even the world that they designed lent itself to that kind of Dickensian air. As Christmas specials go, I've got to concur that it was one of the best. Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Oh, she wants to go now. <sighs> Have you finished, Fuchsia? I've finished. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a short one, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Maybe. Oh, actually, no. Here comes Terry's in. edit. Go on. Okay. First off, steampunk world. Loved it. And then, well, Michael Gambon. Awesome. It was just written to be memorable. The whole thing was just so full of quotable things. It was very partial to children, the story. And that was great because I was watching it with my two nephews. And one of them is a little bit of a fraidy cat. He'll see something completely harmless and fabricate something really fearful out of it. And the face spiders didn't like throw him a wobbly for the rest of his life. (laughs) I think that went over his head because it was so fast. What really got him was the trailer afterwards, where at the very end of the trailer, you know, I'm all happy because nothing in the episode had scared him. And then in the trailer, the doctor says, monsters are real. <laughs> he was fucked up for the rest of the night. Okay? And what a trailer. I mean, wow, next season oh, just looks, yeah. wow. So, you know, the singing girl was all right. She was the all right. singing girl. Singing girl, yeah. You know, she didn't, well spent, it was too yeah. annoying. Because I've always, since I was a kid, been terrified by... By singing women. Yeah, me too. Especially Welsh (laughs) ones. Fucking terrifying. The shark, a little cheesy, but in a very fun way. A little cheesy. And the fact that the it was shark justified, was shit. but I could admit it because he had already set that up in the story with the fish and everything. So it was like, okay, right. I was really bummed out when I was watching it in that I don't know what the actual cut is, but in America, they're in the closet and they're about to be eaten by the shark. It seemed like when they came back from the commercial, suddenly the shark is out on the terrace and I don't understand how. Mm. Yeah, in the UK didn't. cut, that worked quite well as a punchline and then back into the next bit. I thought Terry, you actually watched the American version? Well, that's the only thing that I had available to me at the time. The American version was an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, with all the advert breaks, you lot have that. Yeah, it was only about 20 minutes long, really. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The second time they showed it, I watched it a second time, they cut out that extra 20 minutes, so they cut out all these really great bits. Oh, man. Joking. So anyone who didn't watch it the first time missed out on so much good stuff. It's a bit crap, isn't it? Well, that's America for you. American television, yeah. <laughs> a bit crap. <laughs> yeah, I actually often feel sorry for you guys with this because you do get the rough end of the stick and Doctor Who's becoming more prevalent in the US. You'd think that the... Uh, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe it's just your format and why? So anyway, I'll just leave it there. Okay, send. I loved how heartwarming it was. You guys have said that. I thought it was a solid story from a writing perspective. I loved how they got around the fact that the Doctor actually has companions that year and yet he didn't yeah that was ingenious it didn't actually seem that contrived it worked out very well i agree Uh, yeah and it was surprising because at first i thought they're not going to get to do anything oh they're just well actually they are superfluous to the story anyway aren't they because they're just Mm -hmm. companions right It, Mm -hmm. it was ingenious i thought for those people who said that rtd was the emotional genius very genuinely emotional and as a musician oh damn can she sing yeah yeah. Oh, the beautiful bit me. where she stood she there at the sing? end, singing into oh. a sonic screwdriver as yeah. well. 
I'd love to have some time with Catherine Jenkins and get her to sing into my sonic screwdriver. No. Oh, not again. Oh, God. That aside, the shark thing was cheesy and stupid. The whole (laughs) flying fish premise was stupid as hell. I love those little fish. I didn't have a problem with the flying fish. It was the motherfucking flying motherfucking carriage pulled by the motherfucking flying fish. What? How did they put it? Thinking. If the phrase jumps the shark could ever be used about a program, (laughs) potentially it could be used about that very moment. The thing is, though, it literally was a shark, which Mm -hmm. almost makes me wonder if Muffet didn't do it to be a smartass. At any rate, we've seen just as cheesy and stupid things in every one of our favorite eras of classic Doctor Who. So, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about that. The thing that did piss me off, though, and that knocked it down to $5 was his treatment of time travel and the implications that has for the future of the series and the integrity of its storytelling. They just completely marginalized the whole concept of a Time Lord. We've got to look at the Time Lord as a Time Lord alone. He is the only one. Okay, that's Everything is gone. And quite frankly, if he wants to, he can do what the fuck he wants with the time stream. He's got an internal knowledge now of what can be changed and what can't can't be changed. I'm not having a problem with this. I think it's something indicative of Moffat that Moffat will play with time. And it's about time that kind of the Doctor was able to. There's no High Council there to stop him. It's not bugging me. The simplest solution would have been for him to go back in time, stash the TARDIS on the ship, and when it all went wrong, just load everybody in and get the hell out there. Right. But no, he just can't resist. See, okay, Um, for any of you that are Second Life people, you know that our role play is built around a whole bunch of stuff and part of it is a series of characters that I created when I was a high school kid and I created the concept of a super TARDIS this profoundly powerful thing and when I was 15 years old I figured out right away that I had to somehow cripple it then because you couldn't tell a story with it you can't have something all powerful that can instantly resolve the plot with a thought and have any suspense in the storytelling and what bothered me about how cavalier the doctor treated Time travel is exactly what you just said, Fuchsia. We now have opened the door towards there being simply no suspense as long as he can get to the TARDIS. I don't believe that's true because he made a mistake. It didn't work out in the way he thought it was going to work out. He didn't see the path that his own interfering, if you like, took him. They've established it so well that he can tell the difference between something that can be played with and something that cannot. This, we will trust, is obviously something that he knew he could play with. And it's part of the Doctor's character fault that instead of materializing on the ship and, you know, just rescuing the people that way, he wanted to help this guy have a happier life. And they did also say that he couldn't materialize on the ships, he couldn't get a decent log, couldn't get a decent materialization. Okay, it was a throwaway line, but it was there. And it was all very contrived. And my beef with that is that the whole Doctor Who universe has been built around the fact that the Time Lords are not gods. They used to be. Yeah. And, it, and Time Lords who were way smarter than the Doctor fucked it up bad. None of the Time Lords can do this anymore. And when they do, bad things happen. So now, is the Doctor turning into the Master? Because the Master may very well have had good intentions in the beginning, but he didn't respect the line. Well, rather depends where you draw the no, line. It's- oh. Without the Time Lords, where is the line? I am stroking my beard here. That's- 
One of the things that has bugged the hell out of me is the way they've just tucked the Time Lords away, out of sight. That really bothers me when they make the main character so godlike. It just kills it for me. I thought the Doctor was so much more interesting when he had superiors that could fuck with him and, and hassle him. It Moffat just... wanted to bring them back and RTD made it basically so that without a huge plot contrivance, he can't. I had a big argument with someone in Second Life about three-fourths of the way through last season. This was one of those people who was all wrapped up on David Tennant being the greatest thing since sliced bread. And his thing was, oh, Matt Smith's doctor is so arrogant, he's not the doctor. And I ripped his head off and said, you're full of crap. (laughs) Watched any Colin Baker? Hello. And then I watched this Christmas special. And Uh it was the most arrogant thing the doctor has ever done. It was so incredibly out of character arrogant. He decided he was going to make this guy's life better. And he was going to break every rule and law he's ever been taught because he knows how to make someone happy. Really? It's not out of character if you consider what David Tennant's doctor had been doing. So Mm. in a sense, it's a bit of a continuance of that, which I regret as well. And David Tennant's doctor stopped and went, oh my God, I went too far. This doctor didn't. No, I disagree. This is one person for the greater good. He plugged them out of time and treated them like a companion for God knows how long. Yeah? Which he's done with so many people. If you go forward in Tegan's life without her meeting the doctor, she's probably a pretty fucking pathetic airline hostess, trophy (laughs) wife kind of motherfucker, yeah? You go back with the doctor, it's a whole different thing. She's awake, enlightened, working with tribes of Australasia, etc., etc. Isn't it the same thing? Yes, except for one minor difference. This guy controlled the planet. He influenced an entire civilization. Oh, by the beat of a butterfly's wing, so does Tegan. Come on. But But it it wasn't completely the Doctor's fault, because he was quite prepared, I think, to just leave it at the one thing. Show him the fish and go. But it was the kid that said, oh, he'll be back every Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's true. The kids were in. And 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 then at that point, it's like, shit, how do I get out of this now? I can't. Doesn't that kind of prove the point of why this cavalier screwing with time is a bad idea? Uh, Letting that guy sit there and watch the video while his memories change, isn't that just a little much for even the doctor? Cavaliers were still responsible to the king. And I think he is. He's responsible to time still. Alert. Alert. The human slaves are revolting. I know. I can smell them from here. Well, let's get on to the shark then. If he'd have pulled something out of his pocket while he was talking, pressed a button on it, and it had gone om and glowed a bit, and he'd have stuck it underneath that carriage, I would have been fine and loved this whole thing and given it a 50. The one thing that stopped it was the motherfucking jumping shark. Because for me, there was no physics. I know yeah, exactly no, what you're yes. saying. Well, I was wondering how they got the carriage to fly just because they'd fastened a shark to the front. There was no yeah, diegetic, no there was no in-world mechanism to make that real. Okay, you got a floating shark, etc., but that's what blew it off a of 50 for me because I really, really enjoyed this episode. I sat, we lit an open fire, we had chestnuts roasting quite literally, we'd had our Christmas dinner and I'd gone comatose for half an hour and woken up and I was fine and really looking forward to this. And it was fucking beautiful. I mean, the colors, the art direction was mm. awesome in this episode. And yes, there's punk in there with a bit of goggles, lots of round windows, big Those sort of aquatic kind of theme, floating fish, the little fish around the light, beep, 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 beep pecking at the light. Yeah. 
gorgeous. And it had that Christmas Eve kind of calmness to it that a street with snow gets. And I realise I'm being a little esoteric here, but I think that's what they were trying to achieve. I did get a little beer in my bonnet for about 20 seconds because Arthur Darville, bless him, was totally underused. There was some oh, yeah. about like, why are you wearing that outfit? Why are you wearing the Roman outfit? Why are you wearing- <laughs> we're on our honeymoon. Yeah, but why are you wearing the outfit? We lost our luggage. Yeah, but why are you wearing the outfit? We're on our honeymoon. honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was great. Which was really <laughs> funny and beautiful. The there was no reason to do that other than to throw that gag in there for the adults. And this is a family show and there were lots of gags for adults in there as well as gags for the kids as well as a beautiful yeah. warming family story. And it was a story about a person, I'm sorry, Sam, but being improved by having the doctor in their life, by being improved by realisation of seeing themselves and all the lovely time travel crossing and the, the whole Marilyn Monroe and all this sort of nonsense. Oh, it's just great for Christmas Day. Someone apparently changed Wikipedia so that it said that Marilyn Monroe was rumoured to have married an unknown man in Wait. We don't know. 
that's a big assumption on your part that he doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. He stepped out of the TARDIS at the beginning, and he looked up at the flying fish, and he said, oh, I love new planets. He doesn't know a damn thing about this planet, and that's part of what made it interesting. Doesn't mean he doesn't know about time, though. He's got a sense of what can be done and what can't be done. He has a, a you know a time. Yeah, and I think that's established as well, son. Well, he said he has that sense. I still don't buy that that sense works, and I don't know that the doctor buys that sense works yet. First time we heard about that magical sense was during <laughs> Tenant, and it was just a plot device. We can't just deny all the Tenant years. I mean, he said in no, this yeah. one, ooh, isomorphic controls, and just dismisses isomorphic controls as being bollocks. But in Last of the Time Lords, the Master Laser Screwdriver has isomorphic controls, and he can't use it. Yeah. So what the fuck's going on there? Pyramids of Mars, the TARDIS has fucking isomorphic it's controls. It's not going to fit together perfectly. It never does. I mean, it never did. There's all kinds of contradictions to Doctor Who, but that's what is making it so fun for us to have this argument right now. <laughs> nice. There you go. And okay. we're done. Okay, bye, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to... Just sort of continuing on, I came out of this episode feeling as though I'd had the best Christmas episode ever. Mm. Mm. There hasn't been another one of the Christmas episodes that hasn't been at the best scraping it to a 10 for me. Scraping it. This was an easy 20. You know, it was only the shark and possibly the isomorphic controls thing and a couple of other bits and pieces that stopped me rating this higher. I'm not going to say the big 5-0, but stopped me rating this higher. You know why the isomorphic controls thing doesn't bother me? Because I think that the doctor having a good sense about time is a load of crap. I think he believes he does and he doesn't. And he's dismissed this planet and his history as being unimportant, as something he can screw with. And there's no way a planet that insignificant could have isomorphic control technology. Mm, maybe. Well, did you all notice the fact that the song's all about silence? Yeah. Yes. And it was really nice and apparently written in a very short period of time. Oh, yes. I mean, it was quite beautiful at the end when she started singing. And a beautiful excuse for snow. And a great yes. ending. Yes, I can land. In fact, yeah. I can even land well. Great. You don't need to see all of coming down and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Beautifully rounded up in a couple of tiny bits of dialogue. God love the Moffat. So, favourite quotes then? There were so many. There was a point where Kazran says, oh, she's nobody important. And the doctor says, in 900 years of time and space, I've never met anybody who wasn't important. Yeah. And I mm. love that. It was and a I nice delivery on it as well. Yes. He actually just mm. kind of stopped the flippancy just for a second. Just went, yeah. Yes. My nephew, who was sitting next to me, just gave me this look and I said, Did you see? Did you listen to that? Everybody's important. Oh, nice. Fuchsia? It would have to be the comedy moment in the cupboard. Um, <laughs> and that I've, I've done, stop it. I've got a website up here so I can get the quote right. And it is just agree with me because I've already got two goes and then it's your turn. But um, shh. <laughs> when you said comedy moment in the cupboard, I automatically thought of erotic asphyxiation, but never mind. Oh, jeez, oh, yikes. <laughs> Why did that come into my head? A lot of things come into my head. <sighs> yeah, okay. you don't need to share every single one of them. Yeah, I really, 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 really <laughs> do. One. Otherwise, they build up and like in the middle of meetings, I just go, fuck face bastard whore. So sad. I have a website up, dude, because I always get the quotes wrong. It was the whole bit with the psychic paper where he said, yeah, short it out. Finally, a lie too big. Yeah. I lo- <laughs> and that's yes. in that book that we reviewed earlier in the year, wasn't it? The quotes in that book. One of them is finally a lie too big or something mm. like that. I like Kazran. Look, it's either this or going to your room and designing a new screwdriver. Don't make my mistake. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, kind of, you know, I'm a bit geeky and a bit of a fucking loser and, and stuff like that. Don't yeah. be geeky and a bit of a loser. Don't lock yourself away. Get too involved in tech and not go for the pretty girl who can sing. Yeah. Catherine Jenkins, by the way, she went out with a mate of my sister-in-law and apparently she's a bit of a dirty bird. <laughs> I know some stories about Catherine Jenkins that I really can't say on a podcast. <laughs> Thank God there's something that you're not going to tell us. You damn well better but, tell me those in Second Life. Though, but think that if I'm <laughs> not telling you about them, what they must be. <gasps> okay, now I've got to know later. You've got to cool, and if you do tell me those later, it'll provide endless minutes of entertainment in the future. Minutes. Jeez. <laughs> I also like, what's so special about you? Have you seen Mary Poppins? No. Good, because oh. the comparison would have been rubbish. <laughs> I like that as well. <laughs> and a lot of stuff is in the background, all the like Marilyn Monroe stuff. The point is that they were kissing in the foreground and that they'd made that moment. But the dog's just flapping around in the background in a nice tux with his giant eye going, oh, I really married Marilyn Monroe. Great. <laughs> Rory had some great timing delivery on another one, too, where Amy said, he did it, the doctor did it, and Rory said, yeah, he gets all the credit, which is actually fair enough if he thinks yeah. <laughs> But we all That's know that great. Arthur Darville's comedy timing is Oh, good. it's great. Oh, yeah. he's awesome. And I guess I've got to put in as well as a quote, her song, Sounds will fall when you're alone, silence is all you see. Mm-hmm. Something about bringing the shadows. Ooh. You know? I remember we complained in the episode The Lodger about how can the doctor be so ignorant of basic human stuff? Well, this is a running theme with this doctor. Did you catch the comment when the two were kissing at the end where he said, how do you keep going like that? Do you breathe out of your ears? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit about yeah. we'll sit down and eat crisps and talk about girls. I don't know how to do that. Yes. Yeah, it's this doctor. It's like he's forgotten everything important that he learned about humans. Thank God. Yeah. You can get back to you're a very beautiful woman, probably. (laughs) We've got to talk about the trailer. Should we watch it then? Should we watch it through all together? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to watch the Doctor Who Series 6 2011 trailer. It's on YouTube. If we can all start at the same time, I know this won't work because Terry will start 10 seconds behind the rest of us. I've just stopped. (laughs) Are we all ready? Yep, I'm ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Coming soon. The Musketeers. Nazis! 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 Nazis, TARDIS. Roswell. CIA, yeah, Roswell stuff. Oh. Yeah, as it yeah. Fez. Fez! Fez! <laughs> America, woohoo, painted desert. Yeah, well, nothing's perfect. Monument Valley. Stetsons, Stetsons are, are cool. <laughs> oh, she's got good gun action. He mm. can't grow a beard, though, bless him, can he? Jaggeroth. Jaggeroth. See, I think I know what this episode's actually called, but I'm not allowed to tell you. She's got an out on. Dirty Impossible planet lighting. Companion screaming. Impossible planet demon lighting. Old eyes. Monsters are real. All right, I'm going to need some special time now. 
Area 51 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what the fuck is going on there? This Dreamland. Oh, um, Moffat. If you ever actually listen to this podcast, Mr. Old Moffat, thank you very much for resting yes. my fucking TV series. <laughs> you know, I was happy when RTD brought it back, but it just wasn't quite right. And As we always say, RTD was a very good producer, and he was great with Eccleston. Yes. Oh, that stuff was yeah, brilliant. Eccleston there was a couple was of farting episodes that we can forget about. But, <laughs> but that season on the whole was just yeah, it was fucking genius. I rank that alongside of some of the... Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's never going to be as bad as Davidson, is it? Oi. Oh, At least he was oh, easy hey, on hey, the hey. eye. Look, there's lots of people who love Davidson, so... Fuck, I'd rather Careful. boil my liver. I watched every episode that was available last year. Every episode you can possibly watch, I watched last year. And the hardest thing to get through was the Davidson era. Do you reckon it's worse than McCoy? Fuck yeah. Fuck oh, shit, double yeah. Davidson's all right. He's just a bit bland. Don't get me wrong, he's all right. But, oh, man, some of them are terrible. Tristan in space, you know... Actually, Tristan would have been more interesting because Tristan had some faults. The know. doctor shouldn't be so wet you could fucking wring him out and drown in him. I'm sorry. Seriously, Fluff, I know you got a soft spot for him because in some ways he was your doctor and great eye candy. Wait, Tom Baker was my doctor. Okay, all right. Well, you know, early Tom Baker was my doctor and John Pertier was my doctor. That's where my heart lies. But I think in the first couple of episodes, I felt like we got back to a proper doctor who I never oh, yes. really related to the tenant years. There were some gorgeous moments. One of my favorite moments in mm-hmm. Doctor Who will be where they're dimensions apart and they're leant against that wall crying fuck me that's just beautiful i mean there's some great moments but was he done most of them were written by stephen moffat (laughs) (laughs) speaking of stephen moffat let's talk about this trailer that we're supposed to be talking about okay well some loads of good stuff coming in some of it's in america unfortunately nothing's perfect Jaggeroth ship. Did you guys see that? Yeah, but is it now? Are we sure? It, it is. is. It's the Jaggeroth ship. There's nothing in this trailer that says it's definitely Jaggeroth, but we know it is from the outside, don't we? It is. Yeah, I think we do. They're lying. They said no old monsters in this season. Maybe this is the thing that's under Wembley Stadium, going back to the brilliant book. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is it. I'm kind of scared by whatever those flat-faced doll things are. They looked horrible. Yeah. Look like yeah. Ood with masks on. Oh, that's the Neil Gaiman dollhouse episode, uh, right? Fucking... There is an Ood in that trailer. You know? There is yeah. an in the trailer. Yeah, that's an old monster right there. So The Ood's not an old monster. Fucking, I've got shoes older than the Ood. And I understand <laughs> what Muffet means. No Daleks, no Cybermen, no Master, which I think fine. is just fine. No Silurians, no Centaurians. Oh, no no. what, what will be next? Silurians, Centaurians, Cybermen. What, what else have we had? What Ice Warriors. Ice Warriors, yeah, like you're right. Daleks. Yeah, Ice Warriors would be next. Abominable Snowmen. We've kind of done the Auton thing, though, haven't we? Because they're just really yeah, Autons, the aren't they? I really want Ice Warriors, and I still haven't seen the first adventure with the Ice Warriors. The Troughton that's available. Yeah, yeah really good, that. actually. A bit long-winded. Oh, the one where they're on the moon and he's all guns blazing? Yeah, he's totally all guns blazing. big fucking cannon thing. Like, yeah. Oh. Okay, now I've got to yes. see it. God. Oddly, the early ones are a lot better paced than later Pertwee's Bakers. They're just brilliant. I tried to watch Macro Terror recently because I've only got it with a few stills and with the audio. And I think I need to watch it with just the audio. But I decided to watch it because <laughs> the first episode came out on the day I was born. But it's just not watchable and I really wish mm. those episodes exist and I can only hope that at some point somebody's going to dig into a cupboard and find a couple of the old ones. I did see Enemy of the World and that's mm. got some sections that are just pictures and then there's parts that are filmed so it's broken up reasonably enough so I, I didn't get too bored and that's an excellent story. Like to animate like they did Invasion. Yeah, invasion yeah I thought was Invasion great. was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it but not enough people bought it so it's not going to happen. Know. If I had a big lottery win I would probably do something daft like that just pick a really cool episode 
episode and probably fund something like that mm. on behalf of the BBC. Mm-hmm. You know, I could help sort out world peace and give it to famine charities. I, no! Uh, fuck that! <laughs> what is this? A beautifully colourised old Hartnell. So, <laughs> looking at the year ahead, looking at what we've seen of this trailer, are you excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's so excited about the cowboy. Yeah, that absolutely does nothing for me. And just seeing River Song is like, oh, Fuck. I love River Song. No, she reminds me of my first wife, and that's just... Oh. Oh, you know, she- that shot of Matt Smith with the beard looking very old. I wonder if we see when River Song first meets the doctor. Because mm. remember, it was, you look so young, and he looked old in that shot. Yeah, and also, you know, she's responsible for killing a great man, etc., etc. Mm. you got to wonder. But, you know, that's the sort of shit. I think it's a bit obvious. Is kill great men. God, you know, <laughs> therapy or something. <laughs> I, I just keep my mouth shut shut on that one. <laughs> I just want to know how the demon got out of the impossible planet after they sent it into a black hole. Maybe it's prior to that, I was thinking. Mm, good point. Why are you talking about the Why, demon? Thank you. Did I miss something? Did you just say I had a good point? But why are you and what have you done with Fuchsia Begonia? Look skin. at the people's skin in the trailer. It's got the demon marks all over it. I did not notice that. Fuchsia, it's a time travel it. show. This could be before Impossible Planet. The doctor could be the one that puts him in the black hole. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Sen has just remembered it's a time travel show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuchsia's like, how did he escape? He didn't yeah. have to escape. Wow, shit, you mean he could like before. go back in time and alter the fucking facts? Oh, holy yeah. crap. Yeah, because there's no time lords there, is there? Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking for people with marks <sighs> on their face in this thing, and I don't see anybody. Amy's pond's got them scrawled all over her face. River's got them all down her arms and her cleavage. Oh, she's a dirty bird, though, Amy Pond. She's bound to have a few tattoos. Just <laughs> saying. I thought they were burns. So why hasn't she been in Playboy yet? What's going on there? <laughs> she has the chest of a 12-year-old boy? Yeah. yeah it's like two fucking yeah. asses on an ironing board, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, should we round this piece of shit up? Essentially, we all, except Sen, pretty much enjoyed this episode. Sen, would you say as a completest thing and also part of the Christmas specials, would you recommend that people watch it anyway? Oh, it's still Doctor Who. Fucking A. Bad Doctor Who is better than just about any other TV out there, so hell yeah. I'd like to leave it just there. You've been listening to The Dirty Hooers Doctor Who Podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. See you next time. I need a piss. I'm, I'm desperate to get out of this conversation. Can oh, I come God. back? Go piss. I'm really <laughs> okay. desperate. All right. Oh. Two, two seconds. Oh. Sorry. You'd think after all the number of these things that we've done, he'd remember to bring an empty bottle with him. <laughs> <laughs>